So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This week's major spoilers podcast goes out to Trevor Iflute, whose last name is spelled U-I-T-V-L-U-G-T, which is super, super awesome. And also a little bit scary. And I showed it to my daughter and she didn't know what to make of it. But in any case, we appreciate all of our faithful spoilerites. Trevor, you probably have people making fun of your name all the time. It's okay. I'm fat. And this one goes out to you. Major Spoilers theme song! The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Pod- on, on the air. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod, pod, podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, podcast, the Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to the Major Spoilers Podcast. So glad that you could join us for this issue. Future people! Future people, past people, everyone. Every people is welcome here. Side-dimensional people? Yes, even them. Indeed. Rodrigo, have you been watching Young Justice? Yes. That's a pretty awesome show. Yeah, I like it. Which one did you, what was the most recent one that you watched? I, the, uh, I guess the Halloween episode, technically. Oh, was that? Yeah, okay. That's the one where they uh, were where Marvin and Mar- Wendy. Yeah, yeah, Marvin has a, a War of the Worlds <laughs> thing, but it had a, a smaller plot where, or actually the A plot was <laughs> um, Artemis and Zatanna yeah, night fighting, on the town. fighting uh, hate, spite. Yeah, hate. Harm. Harm, that's it, yeah. Hate and spite. <laughs> well, but then, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty bizarre. Yeah, yeah, that one was called Secrets. That was that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished wrapping up or am caught up to where we are now. I don't think the first season's over. But um, the one that really, the one before that was um, uh, New Genesis, the, um, the Forever People. The Forever People. Yeah, that one was pretty cool, Matthew. I figured you would really like that. I have never actually seen an episode of Young Justice. Oh man, you want you know this is the this is the thing. When it was first announced, I was like, and I, th- I think I've said this before. This is going to be dumb. We don't need an anime looking Justice League that looks nothing like, you know, Justice League Unlimited. It doesn't look cool. Mm-hmm. Kevin got, Conroy's not involved. Kevin Conroy's not involved. And it looked like they were taking characters from the comic book at the time. Because uh, I think the um, at one point um, they had the the Aquaman character mm-hmm. was black, and here was the black character in this TV series that was black, and it's like okay, Aqualad. they're just yeah, Aqualad. They're just ripping that off from there, and it just didn't seem like it was going to be any good. And it's like, how can you have you know a Young Justice or a Teen Titans series without the appearance of the big superheroes? And so I totally dismissed it. Mm-hmm. Even when Conan O'Brien was making fun with his flaming sea character, right. I was like, okay, yeah, all right. 
Uh, and then, I don't know, my son and I sat down and we watched one episode because we were waiting for Batman, the Brave and the Bold to start. And I was like, hey, this isn't too bad. And then he somehow T-voted and was watching another <laughs> episode. I don't know if he saw it on and asked mom to, to finish T-voting it or not. But I was like, okay, I'll watch this. Hey, this isn't bad. And then we got the whole season on iTunes. And so every time there's a new episode and we've watched them from the beginning to the end. And holy crap. If you want to see a, a TV show that has Batman, Red Tornado, Plastic Man, Shazam, or Captain Marvel, depending on which way you want to go with that, mm-hmm. um, depending Superman, on whether you're being sued or not, yeah, depending, uh, Black Canary, uh, uh, Zatara, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome that he's in there, right? Uh, Martian Manhunter with his new Martian Manhunter look as compared to the old Martian Manhunter look. Um, it's got all of those big characters it, in it. It actually has like five seconds of icon. Yes, in one. And I think, no, that was something else that had, um, I forget who was one that just recently, and I forget who it was. The Ray, I think, was in it um, in the episode called Failsafe, where all the there? hero, it's the alien invasion. Mm-hmm. And the oh, alien- Guy Gardner was there for like a yes. second, too. There's a, Matthew, if you haven't watched this, you really need to, to track down the episodes and, and sit down and watch them or watch them on Friday nights on Cartoon Network. We're old. We don't go anywhere on Friday nights. Hey! <laughs> but I mean, I the, kids, yeah. the kids go to Steven's lawn on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, um, it, it's cool because it, it, the, the, the headquarters is in uh, Happy Harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, each episode builds upon the previous episode. So even though it's a standalone episode, by the time you get to fail safe, or even when you get to the one with uh, uh, the, new the Disordered or the New Gods episode, yeah. you've got Superboy with a giant wolf companion and a new Genosphere. Yeah, I hate those characters. You hate both of those? No, no, no. I, I hate the players who always pick the options to have more characters along. And I'm like, God, just pick feats that allow Mm -hmm. you to do things. Don't pick more (laughs) companions. I have to role play those, you (laughs) bastard. But it's well done. I mean, all the characters are Mm well-developed. And, you know, the first half of the season, well, I wouldn't say the first half, probably the first four or five episodes didn't have the Artemis character, which most of us know from the comic books as the Arrowette character. Mm-hmm. Um, and why they called her Artemis, I have no idea, because she's in no way related to the Wonder Woman storyline at all. Mm. Um, but Artemis is an archer. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but so she comes in, and for the, for the longest time, they're saying, oh, this is going to be Red Arrow's going to be in it, Red Arrow's going to be in it, Red Arrow's going to be in it, and then they drop Artemis in, and it's really well done. And you're like, okay, she's going to stick around for an episode or two, and then she sticks around, and then they introduce Zatanna, Teenage Zatanna, mm-hmm. and she's in there for one episode, and, and Zatara's like, I will never let my daughter come and be with you kids again. Blah, blah. And then, and then you know, four or five more episodes later, there she is as a recurring character, and it's mm-hmm. well done. And they go into not just... The only character that they haven't done a lot of backstory on is Robin. Right. And which, that's on purpose. And that's on purpose because even, and this is the weird part about this, Batman doesn't even like Tim to let the rest of his teammates know what his real name is. Dude, it's not Tim. Oh, it's not? Who is it? I'm. They call him Dick. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, in okay. The, there's, a, there's one 
where Artemis arrives at their school because she gets into the Gotham Foundation. Right. And you see Barbara, mm-hmm. and you see, and she's hanging out with this punky oh, little yeah, that's kid right. who's supposed to be Robin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, "Dick, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, right. Which really threw me off because I really expected them to just make him Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's well done. I mean, he's the youngest of the group, right? Um, but uh, every character is developed really well. Because Miss Martian is the outsider and Superboy is the outsider, we tend to focus more on their stories mm-hmm. than the others. There's a few Aqualad moments. He's the team leader. Right. And gets that those stories of, oh, no, the team's falling apart. I need to rally them. Right. With right. a pool party. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of my little pony still. <laughs> um, the animation is good. Oh, yeah. It's really good. I mean, I didn't think I was going to like it, but you watch an episode or two and you're like, this is well done. There's mm-hmm. lots of good detail in this. There's good story. It builds upon previous episodes. And it's about this team coming together as a coherent group. And even when you get to that fail-safe episode, when I was just like, my jaw was pretty much dropped the whole time, but I was mm-hmm. like, ah, come on, there's some kind of gimmick oh, or sure, gag. Sure. Up until the last point when John Jones punches McGann in the chest and you're like, whoa. Yep. And it's deep, it's serious, it's it's really good. My son loves it. Mm-hmm. There's an episode where they go to prison. Um, yeah. That's an interesting storyline. Oh, yeah. The whole, um, was it Blackgate? Or what's Iron, what's the prison in Louisiana? Iron, Bell Rev. I, yeah, Bell Rev. Oh, Bell Reeve. Yeah. There's a whole episode where uh, McGann and Superboy... Superboy go undercover into the prison to figure out what's going on and why all of a sudden were all of these cold characters uh, the, put the, in there. The ice villains are mm-hmm. from the first episode. Yeah. That that coordinated attack by all the yeah. ice villains happens on the very first episode. And then really 15 episodes later, you it get to like see that. why. I, actually, six episodes later. But yeah, oh, you right. get to see episode. Yeah, you get to see why. It may seem like that because this has been going on since sure, sure. August. Um, oh, and I have. Um, but... The thing is, Amanda Waller is the head of the head of the prison. The psychologist in the prison is um, Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange, and after they foil the breakout attempt, Hugo Strange is named the warden of the prison. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that he's in league with the bad guys, and that they are building like a safe haven for criminals mm-hmm. inside the prison, which is weird. And then you've got this whole sub story about the light, the villains, the light. Well, that is the big. Yeah, that is the big reveal. Um, but uh, like the light are the the villains throughout the whole yeah, the, thing. Everything the huge that villains, happens yeah. is is because of the light. And here's the cool thing: this is how much my son watches this stuff. When they had the big light reveal, he was like, "We sat there," and he's like, "That's Vandal Savage. Mm-hmm. That is um, uh, Ray Shagul. That's Lex Luthor." That is Ocean Master, and he knew who Ocean Master was. Nice. And who's, there's two others that are that are part of the light, and I forget who they are. One of them is the woman, which he didn't know, and I didn't know who that was. Mm. And then some other uh, male villain. And he knew who they all were, and he's been watching this, and he, he can tell you what the plot points are of these stories. <laughs> he's getting very smart with stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was just recounting to Rodrigo, we watched The Rocketeer this past weekend. Yeah. And he was he recounting to Rocketeer his, his favorite, favorite moment of that, that movie. Uh, but Matthew, I really think you ought to check out Young Justice on the Cartoon Network if you haven't already done so. There are a few mm. things that I don't like about the show. What don't you like about the show? First off, the most, the most biggest, most glaring thing that I 
hate about the show is Miss Martian's catchphrase. It is Duh, like, Megan. What's that? Hello, one? Megan. Oh, hello, Megan. It is like, yeah. Do we have an adult tag yet? It no. is like adult tag nails on a chalkboard. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah. Every time she says it, because most of the time, after the first episode, every time she says it, it just feels so forced. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the writer's being like, oh, we haven't used her catchphrase yet. Mm-hmm. So we need to inject the social situation in which it can go, hello, Megan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time she does it, I'm like, bah. Look it up on YouTube. You know the, all those Hitler reacts videos? <laughs> There's one to him reacting to that. Is there? Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, although they do kind of take a couple pot shots at uh, Brave and the Bold in the in the process but it's it's funny i mean it's it's a a well put together hitler reacts thing um the other thing is not necessarily that i don't like it but we're good dc entire dc uh comics and movies and uh animated shows we're good here we're done no more secret cabals. Mm, yeah. No more. Yeah. Done. This is the. Well, this I'm has to, to break be the last one. I'm going to break it to you. Uh, they've got Tower of Babel coming out, and I, and I know that that's already in the works. I'm going to give that one a pass. Seriously, stop writing multi-villain shadow cabals manipulating everything from the from behind the scenes because that was the whole big oh, yeah. plot of the entire Justice League series mm-hmm. you know with cadmus and with uh brainiac luthor now i'm um, sh- it's in every comic right now yeah it is it and was the whole thing during the whole since 2005 yeah i was gonna yeah. say it's been that way since major spoiler Absolutely. started and before there so. is Final we're, crisis, it has you yep. have to you have crisis, to figure crisis. out a new thing that is not a shadowy cabal manipulating everything there has to be something else. How yep. about a shiny out in the open cabal? Well, and that's the thing. That's like, kind of the interesting thing about the in. light. Yeah, the the thing about Young Justice, which is cool, or at least which was cool up until they revealed who the light was, mm-hmm. was that they call themselves the light. And I thought this this is interesting because it kind of sounds like a religious organization. Mm-hmm, it that's who I thought it was. Like yeah. a bunch of people who think that what they're doing is the right thing. They want the world to see the light. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen fewer stories, because they're harder to write, of people manipulating things, but that have good intentions, and then just doing that through awful manipulative means. Mm-hmm. We don't see that as often, because again, it's harder to write. Honestly, with the reveal that the light are... You know, Lex Luthor, Vandal Savage, the Green Goblin, Omni Man, and um, <laughs> Witchy Poo. Um, Witchy Poo. <laughs> they, they, they totally. They kind of yes. lost me there. Spider Man and the Bugaloos working yeah. together for a better. Pretty much. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the the bad guy from Spy Kids. I don't know <laughs> when they reveal that. That that is the obvious answer. The obvious answer is the major villains yeah. are the ones manipulating this. Yeah. The non-major, the non-obvious answer would have been freaking Superman. That would have been you interesting. know something like that. I mean, yeah. and, and again, very difficult to write that write it that way. Yeah. But if they had slowly revealed, if they had slowly introduced the characters in the light mm-hmm. as 
um, the president of the United States, mm-hmm. um, whoever put together the Rocket Red team. Yeah. Uh, you know, just actual yeah. people, or actual Maxwell functionaries Lord. who feel, yeah, you're Max Lord. Sure. Throw in Vandal Savage because people won't know that he's super right. evil, right? Right. Um, basically, actual functionaries that operate in the light but have also formed this organization to keep superheroes down, which is, you know, kind of what Cadmus was. Mm-hmm. But Well, Cadmus know. was a branch of the light, or at least people working there right, were right. working for the light. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some changes yes. to this that you aren't going to find in the comic book. I think with the most recent Superboy relaunch, I mean, we know that Superboy mm-hmm. is a clone. Now, in the most recent relaunch, he is a machine, a robot. In the TV series, he is a clone. Mm-hmm. We know he's a clone of Superman, but they don't know or they haven't revealed that he's a clone of perhaps Lex Luthor, mm. possibly. But uh, the no! Cadmus, the Cadmus Labs, very interesting episode. The first, yeah. the first episode, <laughs> the first uh, arc, yeah, because it's a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. You get to see uh, what's the what's the one guy's name? Double X, Dublex. Yeah, um, he's oh, there, X. but then they have all of these Dublex? weird little That's imps. That's not even a yeah. thing. The, these weird imps that are running around and these the, giant the things genomes. that are running. The genomes are weird. And I kind of expected to see them pop up more and more because mm-hmm. they're just these little Absolutely. creepy things. Um, you get some villains of the week mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, there's a great arc with Tio Morrow in it yeah. and the Red Tornadoes and the Tornado family, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was exceptionally well done. Um, I was a little upset at the Injustice League Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all of a sudden it's like these, what, five major villains Mm -hmm. make their first appearance as a league. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh, no, they are major villains. And you have to operate on the assumption that the Justice League has fought these guys before. Because this is the first time most of them appear. Right, right. So, you know, if you're watching Young Justice for the first time, you get a lot from the characters being, you know, Robin's conversations with Superboy mm-hmm. about both of their, you yeah, know, they're... big brothers, big sisters. Right, right, right. Um, but you don't get that from on the villain side. Right. Um, there are some sadder characters in the piece, too, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, Captain Marvel is a sad character. Yeah. Uh, because here's... And this kind of played out in, in JSA in kind of a creepy way, I... I don't remember if you liked how they handled that, Matthew, with Captain Marvel and uh, uh, Stargirl. I didn't like it, but I didn't like it for the reason you might think. Why didn't you like it? Well, there were two problems with it. One, this is the Justice Society of America. If you can't trust the Justice Society of America with your secret identity, Billy. Right then you can't trust anybody. And that's that that just felt very contrived to me. Mm-hmm. And secondly, they put Jay Garrick in the angry grandpa role. That's clearly an Alan Scott role. Jay Garrick should have been the one going, now, now, Alan, you know, yeah. obviously maybe they're... They, they made the Flash into the guy who jumped the gun. And by that point in the Flash's characterization, I was used to him being the one who was thoughtful because his, you know, 45 years as a hero at super speed have been the equivalent of 3000 years of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to be the one jumping in and being like, get, get off my lawn okay. and I, I can understand my that. red shirt. 
I can understand your yeah. point of view. I think a lot of people, though, or from Jay Garrick's point of view, was you're you're way too old for that girl. Knock it off kind of stuff without knowing that Billy Batson is this teenage kid inside of a man's body in Batman, the brave and the bold. The times that we have seen Captain Marvel appear. Do you want to say young justice? Oh, I'm sorry. Young justice Uh, in in Batman, brave and the bold. The times that we've seen Captain Marvel appear. He still kind of had this. Oh, gosh, goody. Mm -hmm. Still kind of a young kid attitude. Right. Right. In young justice. What did I call it? Teen Titans? No, you said Batman. Oh, okay. In, In young justice. Um, he is. The man's body, but he is still portrayed as a young character, but mm. people don't get that. They don't get that he's a young, that he's acting younger. They just think he's quaint. Right. Right. He's got these, oh gosh, golly gee kind of thoughts he about just, him. He just seems old timey rather. Yeah, than... yeah, yeah. But so Red Tornado, there's a huge arc where Red Tornado kind of turns rogue yeah, in the young, rogue. in the, uh, Young Justice have to go after him and rescue him, and it's a great arc, um, especially with the Tio Morrow reveal, which I thought was great. But then they put Captain Marvel as kind of their supervisor, their adult supervision, and Captain Marvel thinks that he's part of the team. He's like, yes, I'm part of this team, and mm-hmm. hey, let's go do these things, and I'll go play with Wolf, and I'll go play with you guys. Let's go do things together. Right. And then in the most recent episode, Secrets... They're all, all the, I call them Teen Titans. The Young Justice are all dressed up in their Halloween costumes and they're going to the high school party and Captain Marvel comes out and he's got like his face is turned into a zombie and all the kids are like, hey, that's great. Uh, Didn't didn't, know the Justice League was having a party tonight. Yeah, zombie Captain Marvel. That's awesome. Although, do they call him Shazam? No, Captain Marvel. They do call him Captain Marvel. See, you're allowed to call him Captain Marvel within a (laughs) world. Within the world. Um and he's just like, no, I was going to go with, it's the team. And yeah. Yeah. And he's, like he never quite gets it out, but yeah, yeah, he yeah. thought he was going to go. And out he, that's them. really kind of sad. It, it, it kind of is, but it really is just a, a case of uh lack of communication because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he doesn't want to give up that his secret identity. Yep. Captain Marvel uh, voiced by Rob Lowe. Nice. Which is nice. A lot of good actors. Uh, Bruce Greenwood does uh, Batman. Um, Kelly Who does Cheshire, uh, Cheshire, who's, who's been uh, a recurring villain a number of times. Worcester, Worcestershire. I think we should just give give Stephen uh, Who's Who in the DC Universe and let him pronounce them. Sure. And Robin will ensue. There's Robin. Yeah. And there's right. Art uh, Art Ar- Artie Miss. Mm-hmm. And then you've Don't got forget, uh, uh, Batman. Kid Kid uh, Kid Flush. Right. Right. Kid um, Flush man. But there's some good actors that they bring in on this. You got to watch that that credit list. Now, I don't like it when they have the same actor doing multiple voices in the same episode. And and they kind of do. They do it a lot because in this one. Here's another thing I I kind of don't like about this show, surprisingly. They go crazy with the members of the Justice League. Yeah, they do. There are three Green Lanterns in mm-hmm. the Justice League: Red Tornado, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Black Canary. Um, Zatara, Aquaman, you name Icon, it, they, they're probably Ray, in there. Everybody's in the Justice League, and I wonder if there are that many members in the Justice League. Do they really need a covert ops team that is teenagers? The answer is no. They need a covert ops team led by freaking Batman of the stealthier heroes, like Black Canary, like Green Arrow, like. 
that that's what that team should be. If there are that many members in the Justice League, mm-hmm. Martian friggin' Martian Manhunter. Yeah. You know, do they actually need this team? Well, that's a good question. And teenagers too. Right. Uh and the according, is no. According to the Wikipedia, the main setting is the fictional universe of Earth sixteen. So therefore it doesn't have to tie into oh, ah, sure. I mean, where you, you everybody gotta... is. Sixteen. <laughs> Now, uh, we are apparently still in the first season. Um, Is that a 22 episode? It looks like we are getting 26 episodes in the first season. So we are not, we're We're just, we're we're at the halfway point. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. The other thing that's kind of cool is, for the most part, and I think the holidays screwed this up, the most recent one, Secrets, which came out on uh, November 18th, really should have played a month before. And I think in Canada, I think it debuted... In Canada first. Mm-hmm. I think they did probably get that on the Halloween episode. Did Canadians celebrate Halloween? I don't know. I, I Those Canadians, hey, Canadians do all, Do you guys celebrate they've Halloween? They've got a different kind of bacon up there. Yeah. I mean, I think their currency is maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is supposedly a second season on the way with 20 episodes planned. Cool. So I don't... Do you like that? Do you like it when they go, like, the first season and... There's a lot of TV shows that have done this. Entourage d- did this, which drove me crazy. The first season was like a full 22 episodes. And then by the time you got down to the eighth season, it's like eight episodes this I, season. I'm, I'm always surprised at that. It seems to me that the logical thing is first season is 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Second season, 20 episodes. Third season, when it, the show is clearly working, but they don't want to spend any more time with it, back down. Like, it it honestly always, even though it keeps happening, always surprises me when a show starts out with 22 episodes or 20 episodes or 26 episodes. Yeah, this one, 26 episodes. It seems crazy to me. Um, Now, it makes sense that a big show where you can sell lots of toys will have lots of episodes. Mm -hmm. But, again, it always kind of surprises me. And I think 22 episodes is more than you need in a season, honestly. Season two, colon, invasion. Invasion. Well, that's good. Maybe they'll just wrap up this whole light storyline and we'll go into something else. Yeah. Hopefully begins in March 2012. So, should Matthew be watching this series? I think that Matthew should probably catch select episodes. I think that he will enjoy... Matthew is allergic to it. Oh, you may think you are. He will enjoy the um, New Gods one yeah. um, because they're very they're very close to yeah. it, and they do a good couple. Like, why is one of them a cowboy? Here's an actual explanation yeah, for yeah. it. One of them. Watches why is one Earth? of them called Bear? Yeah. Well, here's a good explanation yeah, for yeah. it. And and that's a, they do that very well they for do. the bear characters. I, I really like. like it. Uh, my name cannot be pronounced in your no, language. He's named after an animal that doesn't exist oh, yeah, on yeah. Earth. Oh, that's right. And he goes, call me Wolf. And of course, Superboy's hanging out with Wolf. He's like, we already got a wolf. Then call me Bear. Bears are better than wolves. <laughs> so you want to look for the episode Who's called <laughs> um, Disordered, which I think is a, is a good good one. That's the, the Forever People one. Uh, Secrets is the one that's kind of spooky. You might want to check out the one where they first get Sphere. That Which I one forget. That's is... the one where they lose their memories a little bit. <sighs> that one is actually good, but I can't remember which episode that is. I'm looking for it here. Uh... 
Yeah, I don't, I don't see it here. And then um, failsafe fail is the one that has the one. big roll call. Yeah, yeah. So if you like, fail if you want to, if you want, yeah, if you want to <laughs> see some like, if it, if you're like me, and I know that you're not, but if you're like me and you enjoy seeing different interpretations of characters that you're familiar with, mm-hmm. and I think maybe you do, um, failsafe failsafe is a good one because you're like okay here's this the the young justice style of drawing right right what does their guy gardner look like mm-hmm. what does their martian manhunter look mm-hmm. like and you will get to see a ton of guys uh bereft is girls. bereft is the one where they meet um the sphere the sphere yeah. no that's the one where they lose their memory that's the one with the sphere oh, yeah yeah the other one that i think is really good is the one that has dr fate in it the denial episode where um kid flash doesn't believe in magic he thinks it's all future tech that we don't mm. understand yet and then he comes to this revelation at the end he's in denial right. uh, I think that episode is really good and it's got an appearance by Madame Xanadu I I enjoy the interaction between the Young Justice Big Three mm-hmm. Kid Flash Robin and Superboy mm-hmm. um, I think they play off each other really well because you got uh, Kid Flash who is like, yeah, let's party, let's do it, woo, right, right, good right. time. Superboy, who's really angsty. Mm-hmm. And Robin, who is not the Robin Robin from the Young Justice book, who was right. like, hey guys, come on, we gotta do this. This Robin has his own thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wants to kind of be the boss, and he wants to do his thing, um, but it's kind of not working out for him. And I think that that actually makes for a compelling story. Yeah, it really is. I... I I really didn't think I was going to like it. it it's know, really a good show, and I look forward to all the new episodes. Um, the one, the one issue that that I have with it is Miss Martian. She's a yeah, little yeah. annoying. And Played by uh, Danica McKellar from uh, Wonder Years. Nice. And uh, I, I'm always leery of the Martians, especially mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter. Well, I, I hate... and you should be with McGann because she's actually a white Martian. Sure, which is the but the but, bad but that would that would make me leery season in, two invasion. in universe yeah yeah but they're playing up the whole Desaad thing um, oh yeah, yeah my yeah, guess yeah. is going to be apocalypse yeah could so be. we will we'll make a gentleman's bet okay on on which <laughs> watch one. it be both of them yeah <laughs> and we'll just exchange one dollars through PayPal there we go which PayPal will take twenty nine yeah. cents <laughs> curse you PayPal. <laughs> 29 cents of every dollar Matthew I've got a question for you 57. <clears throat> well, that's probably the right answer. Um, two weeks ago was the fifth week <clears throat> no. of November, and most of the pu- publishing companies did not have much to offer in ways of comics. The dreaded fifth right. week, it happens, what, like three times a year? Sometimes. Um, Sometimes but the more, fifth, depending on how fifth many week, I mean, there have been a number of different things that have happened during the fifth week. Sometimes publishers do nothing such as the case this year where DC and Marvel really didn't release a lot of their big titles, if any at all. Um, some weeks you have the Tangent Universe, where all of our books take place tangent. in another universe. And then sometimes you have, hey, let's let the assistant uh, editors have their crack at telling funny book tales. <laughs> that was fun. What's the deal with the fifth week nonsense? And is there any good fifth well, week Well, you stuff? know how months usually have four weeks? Some months have five. 
It, it really is difficult for record-keeping purposes. I know in my job, we tend to go in 30-day cycles. And they say, in 30 days, you should have four coachings for X and four coachings for Y and four coachings for H5. And so you get to that fifth week and you're like, I don't have to do anything this week. Yeah. But then you realize you, you kind of do. And I think the, in comic book publishing especially, they're look they're looking at first week, second week, third week, fourth week, boom. You know, I, I don't know if you have uh, the same kind of pay schedule that I have, but in the fifth week, they always do something weird where they don't have a deduction for your health benefits. So your check is weird and it always throws payroll off. My checks it's are always weird. Where, we get paid two weeks regardless. Hmm. There you go. It's, it's one of those things where that doesn't have anything to do with what I just said now that you mentioned it. But <laughs> I think that when you get into that fifth week, if you plan an event in advance – you gotta, you gotta take into account a couple of other factors. I, I think it's clear why DC didn't do a fifth week event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just rebooted their whole frigging universe. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Now, as for Marvel coming out of fear itself, I'm not sure why Marvel didn't do like a fifth week event. Here's, something point Here are the books, here are the books that came out, not hardcovers or trades from Marvel during fifth week. Uh, Brilliant number one, which was a second printing. Daredevil number six, right. which I think that one's bi-weekly anyway, every other week. Um, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz number three, Fantastic, or FF number 12, uh, which they kind of had mm-hmm. to do because the week before was uh, Fantastic Four 600. Ghost Rider number six, Herc number 10, History of the Marvel Universe number one, Red Skull number five of five, Thunderbolts 166, uh, and then a couple of other, oh, uh, Ultimate Comics Ultimates, Uncanny X-Men number two, Uncanny X-Men 544 second printing, Wolverine number 19, and X-Men Leg- Legacy 259. So that's not a whole lot of books. I mean, it seems like it would it's be It's really lot, not. But it's not. I mean, DC well, was even less. that's only if you read everything. Right. DC had Batman that, Odyssey know- number two. Uh, Cartoon Ugh. Network, Action Pack 65, Fables 111, um, uh, Legion Secret Origins number two, Spaceman number two, Teen Titans 46, and Uncharted number one. And that was it. I don't know. I think that when it comes to the fifth week events, if it's going to be a fifth week event, it needs to be a fifth week event. Mm-hmm. It needs to be, you know, something that's way over the top, like that tangent world where Jergens <laughs> made the atom the center of everything, you know. Yeah. It needs to be something that I I believe that uh the amalgam comics, and I may be full of crap, I thought that the first wave of amalgam comics may have come out as a fifth week, uh, you know, thing. But when you're doing I think the last big fifth week event that I remember was last year when they had a fifth week and the only book that came out was like Blackest Night number eight or something. Yeah, from out of DC, yeah. Yeah, where but, that particular book, it was it, it was either a fifth week or a holiday, but even so, it was a day where, you know, nothing else was going to happen. So you put your, you slot your blockbuster right there, you got nothing to stop it. It's a juggernaut, if you will. Yeah. yeah Amalgam Comics. Amalgam Comics was published with Marvel. Don't they sometime Marvel? Don't they? I'm I'm looking at the list of fifth week events, uh, and it's just list DC mm-hmm. and Marvel uh, uh, as the companies. But doesn't Marvel right. do the whole um, assistant editor week or whatever it is? 
Well, they did it in 1984 one time. They did it. No, they did it just they, a few they, years they did ago. It recently, yeah. Because like I remember they're like flipping through and seeing some kind of Galactus girl. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what one of those was. Oh, yeah. the assist. That was an assistant editor's. Uh, uh, like it was a two issue limited series. Mm-hmm. The last time I remember there being a big deal about assistant editors month was, and it wasn't actually fifth week. It was the week that all of the editorial staff went to San Diego comic-con in 1984, mm. which basically everybody did something weird. They did a, you know, a stunt, uh, the recent, uh, retro reviews for the thing and Marvel team up both fell in an assistant editors month. I didn't realize that until I'd actually completed the review. But, um, recently they did like the assistant editors book, like a two issue limited series where the assistant editors put together a story. Mm, okay. I don't know. Here are that some was examples. The same, uh, month that the Avengers met David Letterman, as I recall. <laughs> Here are some of the uh, here are some of the fifth week events. New Year's Evil, I remember that came mm. out in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Eight one shots, Girl Frenzy, where basically all of the heroes. Oh were girls. yeah, that was I a do good remember one. that. The Kingdom, which was the Lois follow up to Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that wasn't good. Amalgam, that was with Marvel. Uh, the Tangent Universe, which we've referenced many times. Uh, they did that twice, once in 1997 and again in 98. And then during the whole 52, <clears throat> the right, Tangent Universe uh, came back again. Uh, Sins of Youth right. was in 2000. Green Lantern oh, Circle of Fire. Oh, that was a good one. Was it? Tell me about that one. Fire. What was that one? Sins of Youth was the one where Young Justice and the teen superheroes were turned oh. into adults. And all the okay. adults adult will turn would turn into, kids. into children. I remember that uh, one, too. Yeah. So Stargirl became Star Woman and had yeah. to take care of a bunch of preteen Justice Society members. Those were, th- were those only two issues? Oh, no. It was like a 12 or 11 or 12 one-shot issues. Oh, okay. Sins of Youth itself ran two issues, but there were like tons they were of crossovers. Yeah. Uh, Justice they were Society like, they Returns. They were kind of like the annuals or the tangent yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justice Society Returns, Power Surge, and then Justice League of Question Mark, alternate meetings of the JLA, such as Justice League of Aliens, Justice League of Amazons. I think then they do one of Justice Justice League League of Atlantis. Justice League of Apes, did they do that? Power Surge was an awesome one. What was that one? Justice League of Africa they did with apes in it. Um, Power Surge was the one that launched Kurt Busiek's power company at D.C., where they did like uh, each each member, there was Skyrocket and Witchfire and Bork, because Bork will hurt you. Yeah. Each one of the characters who were in this, because it was a big launch. This was Kurt Busiek's first DC thing. And this was Kurt Busiek, exclamation mm-hmm. point, coming off of, you know, Marvels and coming off of Astro City, coming to the DC universe and basically playing, you know, plying his trade there. I'm trying to remember and if I even read of any of these. Off the end of the 2002. I don't know. They Bork, Josiah Power, Manhunter, the, Sapphire, Skyrocket, Striker Z, and Witchfire. They, they brought back the Archie Goodwin uh, Manhunter, and they they took they created Skyrocket. Bork was an old character from the Brave and the Bold, and they put this whole team together, and it it was interesting. It was. But it was kind of retro-y, sort of, mm-hmm. in bits and pieces. Mm. And they actually played with, you know, the tropes of the DC universe well before 
it became everybody's thing. I see. So I don't know that those characters have really appeared much again. I think Witchfire shows up every time they need a magical type hero. Marvel has done Marvel Knights 2099, Marvel Mangaverse. Uh, are you threatening me? <laughs> what if? Mangaverse. Uh, X-Men Black Why Sun not? and Five Ronin are listed as some of the... Uh, Five Ronin was last... No, this last... Yeah, Marvel uh, 2011. Yeah. Spring. Yeah. Yeah, it's already in the 50 cent bin. Oh, geez. Uh, are... Do they work, Matthew? Do these big gimmicky fifth week events work? And same with you, Rodrigo. Do they, do they work or not work? Define work. I, mean, I don't know. Are, are they successful or do they just come off as kind of a, well, we have to publish something and let's try to grab some money from these hungry fans? I know that Tangent and Amalgam both have pretty sizable followings. Mm-hmm. Um, New Year's Evil and Girl Frenzy, not necessarily so much. And I mean, I'm the only one of us who remembered Sins of Youth, and that was a time I think I, when most of us were reading comics. Yeah, I remember it. I just remember the the two the two uh, bookended books in in Teen Titans or Young Justice or whatever yeah. they were called. And I think that's what it is for me too, because I was picking up Young Justice randomly, so I was like, "Hey, it's a Young Justice guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are adults in this one. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. weird." Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were also you know, fourteen, but yeah, pretty much. Um, do the, uh, I? I mean, I I think Matthew's uh, for once his weird uh, answering your question with a question is is reasonable this time. Do they work? I think they accomplish what the companies want them to accomplish. I think mm. mm-hmm. they are just putting something out there to put something out there. Sometimes you get a hit like Amalgam and yeah. like Tangent, I guess, to a certain degree, like the 2099 universe. I mean, yeah. did did anything <clears throat> good come of it? Yes. We've seen nope. Spider-Man 2099 again. In multiple forms. People like Spider-Man 2099. They don't like anything else from it. Yeah. Actually, actually they do because people like Maestro, right? Was that it from... No, that was the, the Maestro weird... was not from twenty nine. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I was I got him confused with the weird tonguey Hulk. <laughs> um, yeah, you were you were cross referencing your Hulk referentials. Yeah, my 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 but future yeah, I Hulks. That, I get my future Hulks confused. I think that what they really come across as for me is we are going to do something here and make it fun because this is something unusual. And in the comics industry, sometimes you just kind of have to go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make this whole month a big crossover where Don Rickles appears. Or we're going to relaunch the Justice Society. Now, the Justice Society Returns books in 1995 were really awesome. Because what they did was they took all of DC and National or uh, All-Americans old books, Star Spangled Comics, Smash Comics, mm-hmm. Thrilling Comics, National Comics, and they did one-shots with members of the Justice Society, and each of the one-shots was All-American Comics, Adventure Comics, All-Star Comics. These are, you know, books from the 1940s, and they brought the titles back, and they relaunched the Justice Society into the big JSA relaunch that... Jeff Johns and, um, oh, the other guy with <clears throat> the face on the head, James Robinson did in 1999. Now you're mm. thinking of the 2006 reboot. Alex okay. Ross didn't get his stink all over the, the original run. It was actually, <laughs> you know, readable. 
you, you weren't blinded by the computer visual effects and or, or Commander Steele's enormous wang. Not that there's anything so, wrong with that. What would you do with a fifth week? Rodrigo, what would you do? Um, I would probably... If I was working for Marvel and I got a fifth week event, I would give everybody Thor hammers. Uh, no, that, <laughs> wait, that's been done. Um, I would probably do something with an alternate timeline of some sort. Just kind of try to figure out a, a, a slightly different take on each superhero. Or maybe, say, get all the guys who are writing the books. Mm -hmm. Grab a bunch of countries with, like evocative and, and interesting and to a certain degree well-known mythologies put them all in a hat mix them up and then have them draw in it so i was like i have to make japanese iron man yeah i have to make greek mythology power man and i mean the thing writes itself yeah yeah yeah. sometimes i think that's how they do it yeah well might be matthew what would you do for a fifth week comic book mad libs well if i was working <laughs> at uh, dc I would like to do a fifth-week event and have it be the Brave and the Bold, but not like the cartoon Brave and the Bold, the old-school Brave and the Bold, yeah, 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 where you get, like, Superman teamed up with the Creeper and mm -hmm. Wonder Woman teamed up with Wildcat and do crossovers, you know, do things that we've never seen before. How many issues you would know you know what we've never seen week? before? Black Canary and the Flash. I would put out eight. Okay. A good, solid eight stories. Now, if I was working at Marvel, what I would do <clears throat> is, do you remember Fred Hembeck kills the Marvel Universe? Mm -mm. Nope. Okay. About 25, 30 years ago, they did a one-shot called Fred Hembeck kills the Marvel Universe, where throughout this comic book, Fred Hembeck just goes through, and every character in the Marvel Universe dies horribly, and it's drawn in Fred Hembeck's cartoony style with... You know, the curly Q knees and the big cartoony faces and the, ah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I would do a series of eight one shots and I would get eight big name artists and I would do Frank Miller kills the Marvel universe. And I would do Dave Gibbons kills the Marvel universe. And I would do a uh, satchel page kills the Marvel universe. And I would do, you know, a Wilhelm Ramita Roth Jr. kills the Marvel universe. Ramita Jr. You know, universe. Stanley's no, Stanley not an artist. Stanley is not an artist. <laughs> um, is not an artist no, matter, no matter what the depositions might say. <laughs> and you would go through this whole thing where you'd get these really big name people and you would have them kill the Marvel Universe with a, with a writer of their choice and they would get to kill all the characters in the order they want. I think that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Now that you mention it, I'd like to do that in the DC Universe. Hey, you know, your team-up thing... I'd love to see that in Marvel. Yeah. Because I've talked about before, like, yeah. just heroes that you never see teamed up with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, Spider-Man has teamed up with everybody, but, you know... The Squirrel thing, Girl and you Wolverine. Used to, you used to see the thing teamed up with people a lot, but that's largely yeah. because he's been in a couple teams. Right. So, you know, I, I yeah. mean, how how great would it be to see Gambit on the back of Ghost Rider's motorcycle? The answer is not very great, but it would make for an awesome comic. Um, if you were a kid in 1999, you would probably say And I was, work. and you I know, was. Doctor Strange and Power Man. 
That would be pretty cool. I yeah. was just thinking of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Or Doctor Strange and um, uh, Danny Rand, the oh, Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. I would like to see no, Doctor Iron, Strange. I would see the thing in Iron Fist. Because, you know, uh, Doctor Strange and Iron Fist are two, like, 70s type mm-hmm. tropey characters. Yeah, because they both could do... have very deep V-necks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They could do some pretty Doctor awesome Strange things. From the early 60s. Man. Yes, but he's got a whole 70s vibe going for him. Uh, for no, me, you know, he's got like an acid flashback '60s casualty. I thing would, if I were, for a fifth week event. I mean, people have been asking for another Marvel DC crossover thing. Mm-hmm. That would be a good way to do it. And each company puts out three books each, mm-hmm. where something happens. I don't care what, and then you bookend it with each company putting out the bookend. Like Marvel kicks it off, and then DC closes right. it with that big eighty-page giant for a buck mm-hmm. gimmick. And that's what they should do: buck and a buck. And then your in-betweens can be $1.99 a piece, and you'll sell millions of them, and it doesn't matter. You're not charging $9.99 for them. If I were the independent publishers, I would be finding out what the the big two were doing for their fifth week, and that would be the week I would push the hell out of my big books. Right. Because – Have your have your season finale in, in the fifth Or week. your big debuts or whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be because – People are scrambling for something that week at the comic book store. Do I even go to the comic book store? I'll go down and see what's there. Oh, my gosh. There's this book called Atomic Robo and look at it on the shelves. And, oh, look, IDW has this thing with the, the, all their characters meeting up with Cthulhu. Look at, all, look at this naked girl on this cover. It must be a Zenoscope title. Um, I mean, that's or, what, or any of the bevy of Warlord of Mars. Stuff. Yes, that too. Dynamite Entertainment. Um, I really think that's the week that the smaller publishers need to push out more stuff mm-hmm. to really make a push with some of their bigger titles because that's what people are going to go into the store and they're going to see, well, that's last week's Batman and that's last week's Power Man and that's last week's Doctor Strange. Oh, here's something that I haven't seen before and it says new this week on it. Do you guys do that at your store, Matthew? New this week, last week and and something else? Uh-huh. So people looking for that new this week rack are going to see all these indie books. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're, that's what I would do if I was the independent. Big purple and white thing. We've had them for the last fifteen or twenty years. Excellent. That's good to do that. Have you ever um, been to my store? You've never been to my store, have you? <laughs> Not when you're working, certainly. Um, actually, I was going to Gatekeepers long before you were even working there. My name's Steven, and I bought the original. <laughs> I did, from the original <laughs> store location, too. Nice. Um, uh, my, the store that, that I used to go to when I was in California, they did theirs a little weird, and I'm not, I didn't always like it because they had a whole long wall. Like, imagine, probably, Matthew, the one that's from your counter, probably where you put out most of your new issues. Um, it's mm-hmm. probably that long of a wall, maybe a little bit longer. And they had four rows. And the top row was all new this week. No, second row was all new this week. Top row was like a mishmash of trades and everything. And then the row underneath that was new last week. And the very bottom row was whatever. Everything was in alphabetical order. So, you know, you almost had to walk up and down the aisle four or five times to really kind of scan through everything. Because this was a store that had everything. Everything in Diamond's book, they had it on the, on the, on the wall. And you had to go and find it. And I didn't really kind of like that all spread out that much. I kind of like it vertically. Mm-hmm. New this week. Here's a line of comics new this week. But for independence, I'd be looking at that fifth week and publishing your number ones and your big to-dos and all that stuff. 
think we've talked enough. All right. I think we've talked enough this weekend. Yes. Have we? Yes. Next week, something more interesting. Until then, have a great weekend. Remember pilot season 2011. We'll be looking at those in the next episode. Why? Because we know that you love comics and we do too. And we will talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers Forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat the X-ray vision of a Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page Would be backwards I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus as soon as the comic book store guy knew They kicked my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Stark Raven rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine Be in the Middle East With a King Santo and soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers is copyright 2011When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.